Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A lot of people will probably have uh, set their PVR to record it about 10.30 this morning. Don't want you, uh, Tiger Woods tee it up at the Masters. Oh, man. Who would have guessed, huh? He's uh, back at it. It'll be an interesting weekend to see how this all plays out. And one of the interesting topics around Masters always is the Champions Dinner. And uh, last year's winner gets to pick the menu. And uh, some have been mocked over the years for their picks. Uh-huh. Others have been applauded. You were mentioning yesterday the uh, the dinner they had. Uh, it was one of the more extravagant ones. Hideki Matsuyama was the first uh, ever Japanese winner of the Masters. And so he served uh, some some sushi appetizers. Um, and, uh, and then this A5 Wagyu beef, like A5 Wagyu rib steaks, basically what it was. Mm. They, they, they say it's, you know, upwards of $50 an ounce for these steaks. And, you know, you figure normal portion would be like an eight ounce steak. And how many people were invited to the dinner? Uh, I think there were about 20, uh, that were there, 20, okay. 20 so past champions. Like only a couple were missing. Angel Cabrera, an interesting one. He won in 2009. Mm. Of course, you get like a, you know, like a lifetime invite. Right. right? So Mike Weir was there, but Angel Cabrera, is in jail in, in, oh, in Argentina. Jesus. So he missed out on that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was joking yesterday. Imagine if you'd just become vegan before that day. Right. That's, look, look at Mike Weir in his life. Hey, you, you win one Masters and you're invited that's, to that dinner till the day you die. the one to win. And I guess the uh, the winner picks up the uh, the bar tab as well, probably. Uh, I believe the Masters, the Augusta National they Golf pay Club, for that. picks up the tab, yeah. It's an open Overall, oh, so so yeah. the winner doesn't pay. I oh no, I, I don't think oh, they pay. For no, them. I think they do. What? From what I've read, I believe they, they pick pay up the, for the dinner. I believe they pick up the tab. Oh my! Wait, wait, no, wait, wait. I don't believe it's on the. Augusta's uh, got some money. We'll have to look into that. I had read somewhere. I'm sure that the winner picks up the tab. Holy cow! Well, good for him. Yeah, I believe that's true. Now, others not so extravagant. Uh, people still mock Bubba Watson and his pick back in thirteen where he served a traditional Caesar salad, green beans, mashed potatoes, corn, mac and cheese, and uh, grilled chicken breast, vanilla ice cream with confetti cake. Oh, jeez. Somebody compared it to going to dinner at Applebee's. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Can you imagine, like... Like and you know how we all kind of whisper amongst one another. Imagine those golfers like coming in and Bubba served right out loud. Yeah, and then he cried. Probably, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. So lucky if you were a champion. Ooh, wow! And you got to pick the menu. Yes. What do you think you'd serve? Um, well, I mean, traditionally, you try and serve something from where you're from. Oh, okay, is that right? right? Yeah, okay. Uh, so, you know, you try, you, there's kind of an element of introducing people to new things. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what Mike Weir had. I think he had, like, some, some BC or some, like, salmon or something poutine. like that. Well, I, I think I would put poutine on yeah. the menu. Yeah, as a starter? Yeah, as maybe a, a starter poutine. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, you know, something Canadian, like maybe lobster, like lobster thermidor or something nice. like that would be oh, really good. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. That's really good. So I'll kind of think at the beginning, what would be your appetizer? Well, that's it. I don't know if I would do like a poutine cup. Yeah. Right. 
Um, you know, but a high-end poutine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, this is all done by executive chefs. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not, not ordering in fast food. <laughs> from, a, from a chip truck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Although and then, chip truck poutine is very good. And then dessert. I, as much as I'd want to do some, like, moose tracks from Kawartha Dairy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd um, be good. Yeah. That, Why not? That, that'd be an interesting little take on it. Or some sort of, like, special... Uh, like an ice cream sandwich with a maple yeah. infused in there. I like what you're doing there. Uh-huh. You? Um, Just have Teddy Reader come? Yeah. <laughs> get, I get Maria's <laughs> mom. <Brisket>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and mom's sauce. That's right. Uh, I, I, think, I, don't, I think I'd start with some kind of charcuterie board, a lot of nice like Italian cold cuts. And oh, okay. Then I think I'd have a soup or a salad, maybe like a French onion, nice uh, French onion soup. Mm. A beef wellington for oh, sure. Oh, very nice. The, the, the roasted potatoes, maybe a nice asparagus. And I'd probably go with some sort of blueberry pie for dessert. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I like blueberry pie. I do is, like a blueberry pie. Is this your favorite? Pie. Okay. Yeah, out of all uh, pies, I right. enjoy the blueberry. It'll be an interesting day today. And I feel, I feel bad for a couple of people uh, today. Uh, one, Joaquin Neiman. Right, he's playing his third Masters. He played one as a rookie, uh, an amateur okay. invite after he won the Latin American Amateur uh, in 2018, and then he played uh, last year's, I think it was. Um, so this is his third Masters, uh, and he gets paired with Tiger Woods. Oh, gee. <laughs> so, oh, gee. <laughs> so, like for his first round, when yeah. you know you're like, oh man, that first tee shot on Thursday at the Masters, mm-hmm. you're thinking, let's just get it in the fairway. Well, your fairway is going to be lined yeah. with people. Like they're saying, yesterday's practice round looked like Sunday mm-hmm. at Augusta. Oh, right from Monday, it's been like right, this. exactly. People just lined up. So I'm, I feel a little bit bad for Joaquin Neiman. Louis Ustazen's the other guy in that group who hasn't won a Masters, but he's at least he won in. Uh, British Open. He's it's, won a lot of tournaments. He's always he's, in contention. He's yeah. always in contention. So he might be able to handle that a little bit better. Uh, the other guy I feel bad for is Scotty Scheffler, mm. right? Who has just become number one in the world, right? So you think, wow, I'm going to be the big draw, number one in the world, mm. going into the Masters, and instead, the player who's 973rd <laughs> in the world right now <laughs> is getting all the attention. So is that that's within that group? That's who he's playing He's not with? in the group, oh, no, okay. but I mean, Scotty Scheffler's coming in as the world ranked number I one. See, John okay. Rahm has been world one for a while, uh, and now is number two. Same thing. Right. You know, they'll have a, obviously a few people will be following them, but everybody's well, going to be over at Tiger's group. I wonder how the ego will be on the, the guy who who has to tee up after Tiger? Because everybody will be Just around. Go, the, you gotta wait. You know, you gotta wait. And then there's like, you know, there's ten thousand people down the fairway for Tiger. He makes his walk, and then there's four people, including your parents. He's trampled. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the end. It looks like the end of a concert. Cups everywhere, <laughs> and you step it up. We're asked uh, dating questions, and uh, the question is: Is it okay? To date two people at once if you've never agreed to be exclusive, or is that still cheating? Over uh, 20,000 people were polled. Oh. Most said it's not cheating. How far into the relationship is this? Well, I guess not far if you, right. have, if you haven't agreed to be exclusive yet. Right, yeah. Well, roughly half of people say you can date two people at once as long as you didn't explicitly say you'd be exclusive. Gotcha. So, uh, and then some disagree and think uh, it does count as cheating. If you're dating other people, you need to be upfront about that no matter what. And I would say that's probably a conversation to be had. I think once uh, that relationship is also physical, you would think that would uh, 
turn some people off. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Right. Yeah. I think. I think uh, dating is such a weird term now because <laughs> it can mean anything from just banging mm-hmm. <laughs> to uh, to just having coffee. Yeah. I mean, I know Maria and I still are in the dating phase. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing other people. I'm not sure we want to make a commitment to this yet. You're seeing them online. I'm not quite She's ready. physically. That's yeah. right. I'm not quite right yet. All right. Um. Yeah. I. 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 I would say. Uh, but I've always just been this kind of guy. When I'm dating somebody, I'm dating just that person. I, right. I couldn't imagine having... But then again, I, I never dated online. So, yeah, it's a different world. But I couldn't imagine seeing somebody on Friday night and somebody else different on Saturday night and going out for drinks with someone else on Tuesday. Right. But th- that, that's what happens. Well, and that's... Yeah, because with all the with all the fish in the sea yeah, now... a lot of them. ...of the online dating, you're, you're going to get that situation. Or you'll have a date with some someone one week and you'd already set up another one uh, a following week mm. or something like that. Uh, I could see that happening. Be interesting conversations uh, about... You know when you uh, give up the dating profile on sites or or delete apps like mm. Tinder and such, you know <laughs> those conversations between couples, I guess, are what is now the exclusivity uh, conversation, right? Yeah, I just thought it was interesting too when you you know growing up when you were a teenager and into your twenties and you your friends are dating and you've got a, a circle of people you know who are either single or in a relationship. And there'd be some who would date somebody for a few months or a year or so, and that, that would end. And then they would be like right back into a relationship with somebody else. In, like they just were never serial daters. They just were never without somebody. Yeah. You know, and I always found that odd because, first of all, if, depending on how a relationship ends, whether you end it or the other person breaks up with you, it's still, I always found, you know, a real drag and takes a little time to kind of. Shake it off and get on with your life. I, I, I never really was one to bounce right back and be dating somebody else you mm. know, the next day type of thing. But well, the, the, a lot of those people could be the grass is always greener people where they had that idea in mind anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Chances are, if they if they broke up with somebody on Saturday and were seeing somebody by Tuesday, that person was already be in the weeds. <laughs> right, they were standing by. <laughs> No, it was perhaps maybe I was, uh, there would be long stretches in between relationships for me, not of my own doing. Right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there was a lot of women who wanted nothing to do with me. But, and then there's also people who just need to be in a relationship. Just right. Can't yeah. be on their own. That's a confidence thing. Yeah. No, it certainly is. Anyhow, that's interesting, I think, uh, that more people would think it's not cheating. That's just the way the world has gone now, mm. I think, with, with, uh, but as you say, so many so many fish available, uh, so it's okay to have a whole string of them. <laughs> There's a lot, every night of the week, somebody different. Uh, there's an opera in the works based on the final days of Kurt Cobain. Well, that's got to be fun. <laughs> that's a well. Operas are normally tragedies. That's true. That's true. It'll premiere at the Royal Opera House in London this fall. It's called Last Days, and it's based on the uh, 2005 movie of the same name which was a fictionalized account of the end of Kurt's life. Wow. The composer says the show plunges into the torment that created a modern myth with the central character haunted by objects, visitors, and memories distracting him from his true purpose, self-destruction. Would, uh, I mean, I'd be, I'd be interested. Are they doing, like, orchestral versions Maybe. of Nirvana songs? Yeah, perhaps. Um, you know, is, is, is the, the lead singing lyrics in a yeah. Cobain style? Uh, different, right? Unique. It would be something different. Yeah. 
Have you ever sat through an opera? Have you ever I gone have. to the opera? Yeah. I, I think when I was a kid, I remember my parents taking us at Christmas time to see the Nutcracker. Okay. I remember that. It's a ballet, though, right? Well, that's more ballet than opera, yeah. Right. Well, that's it. Like, yeah, theater. You go see Phantom or. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that, like that type of stuff. Yeah, the, a bit different. Um, Did you fall asleep? Well, I don't know if I fell asleep. I didn't really understand it. Right? No, it's, it's, it's all Italian. Like, yeah. 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 It is odd too that it's for most of them they were Italian. You don't you don't you don't see a, uh, a Ukrainian opera very right. often. Well, I'm sure they are. Yeah, yeah, they probably have them. Yeah, just to use them. They're too busy right now. Well, certainly, certainly got not. a lot on their plates. Well, there'll be Thanks, some Craig. Soon. We, we got a war to fight. We of all countries, for me to pull out of my ass. Now you're asking for opera. Yeah, I can, uh, down <laughs> well, the they got tragedy. So tra- Craig thinks they should write an opera. <laughs> GTA's Rock Station. On a Tuesday, I was up seeing uh, Ted Reader up at uh, El Dorado Golf Course, and uh, he's getting the joint open for the uh, season. I was talking to him and a few people around El Dorado, and Rush came up in conversation. Somebody brought up Rush, and I said, I got to tell you, I said, I I know it's me because I'm very simple in my musical tastes. I said, but I can't stand Rush. (laughs) I said, I can't stand Getty Lee's voice. The guy who brought up, I thought he was going to beat me up in the parking right. lot. Right, yeah. The look he gave me. Yeah. Like, it's not just could, you, by the way. There's, there's many. And listen, I'm a fan of Dave Matthews' band, and I understand there's many who just don't understand it and I, don't get it. <laughs> I thought of you yesterday. Right. I was watching Park, Parks and Rec, and there was a moment when, oh, I can't remember their names. There's two women characters in the show. There's, of course, Amy Schumer, uh, not Amy uh, Poehler. Right. And then the girl that plays... Uh, it doesn't really matter. They're, anyhow, they're having a conversation about great things in life and horrible things in life, and they're just riffing back and forth. And the final one was Dave Matthews' band is a horrible thing. Because, <laughs> yeah, Rush and that band are, are really dividing right. uh, b- between some people. But this guy gave me a look like I had just beaten up his mother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to beat me, my mother. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's part of that rock label, right? You get that all the time, right? We're like... Well, how can you be a fan of rock music and not like yeah, this? No, I know. Right? And then it's also polarizing is, is new rock music, mm-hmm. right? Where there'll be some classic fans who's like, well, that's not rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the definition of it is so bloody wide now. Yeah. yeah, Machine Gun Kelly had a great interview recently where I heard him say the, the crap he takes from people. Right, he, yeah. The, because, you know... And he, he was, uh, he's one of the names. Yeah. It's so polarizing. He was like, I got some 50-year-old dude telling me that that's not rock. He goes, like, I'm any was very graphic in his description. I'm sure he was, yeah. I'm not listening to... I'm not here for you, dude. Right. I'm, I'm entertaining your kids, not you. Right. But you know what? It, I think for so many people, the music of the 60s and 70s is so ingrained in them. They're actually offended by anything that isn't in that realm. You know? It, right. It, their feelings actually get hurt. Because I think for so many of us, as we, we feel left out of the loop. And so with that, we, we don't just accept, hey... I get it. It's not for me. Right. How can music not be? It's all about me. It's always been all about me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and, I, I, and I sense it, too, as I get older and as my kids get older and start to develop their own musical mm-hmm. tastes. Right? And, you know, and I've introduced them to a lot of, of rock music. Um not necessarily classic rock music, but I mean they're big fans of ACDC mm-hmm. and you know songs that are generally written for six and ten year olds <laughs> <laughs> in, in their lyrical depth. 
Listen, when you get a line like a uh, walk in the park is better than a poke in the dark. Right, or, yeah. Or I think it's the opposite. A shot in the dark. Whatever yeah. the hell it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but, and then, but then they pick up their own. And I listen to that and go, oh. What? Like how, sure. What are you listening to, and how can you? But yeah. at the same time, that's that's how we develop that flavor. Like my I, parents, I'm sure, said the same thing when Metallica's Black Album was pouring through my speakers. Oh, for sure. And that's why I always shake my head when you see on like social media every year after any award show, Grammys, Junos, whatever. You call that music? That's you know, it's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's not rock. Right. Shut up. The whole world doesn't revolve about around your musical taste. Right. <laughs> Just because you eat steak every day doesn't mean that if somebody has chicken there, don't they, you know, up. out of their mind. <laughs> well, <that's not. laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> what does Canada have more of than any other country in the world? Tim Hortons. <laughs> Probably be the case, yeah. <laughs> Annoying hockey parents. <laughs> uh, no, lakes. Okay. Bodies of water. Right. There, there are so many of them. There's not even an estimate on how many there actually is. It is thought that we have more than 879,000 lakes wow. across this country. Really? Yeah. Did that include the one in your basement? <laughs> it's the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. You know, you see, even you drive up, say, not to Perry Sound or Sudbury or whatever, just see all the signs of all the different lakes. Right. You know, exit here, exit there. Yeah. It's, it's endless. Dr. Seuss released an adult book back in 1939 called The Seven Lady Godivas, The True Facts Concerning History's Barest Family. It featured a bunch of drawings of naked women. It sold about 2,500 copies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> back to cats and hats. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. That's right. Whatever's, whatever pays the mortgage. <laughs> but I really like drawing the naked ladies. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Something the pole and the hole rhyme didn't work out all that well. <laughs> the average house cat, warthog, and grizzly bear are all faster than the fastest human sprinters of all time. Really? Your average little cat. Not out running that grizzly. No. No. Kellogg's admits that every color of Fruit Loops is the same flavor, and that flavor is called fruit. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> but not. F-R-U-I-T, fruit. No, no F-R-O-O-T. Wow. And I guess that's probably just like a, a trick that our eyes and mind play on ourselves, where you think you think you taste something yeah. different in them, if right? If purple, it must be blueberry. Is the same with M&Ms, too? Like, it's, there's no flavor to them? It's, you know, they're just colored and chocolate. Oh, maybe. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, bookkeeper. The word bookkeeper is the only unhyphenated English word that has three consecutive double letters. Wow. Two O's, two K's, two E's. Does a Scrabble player come up with that or something? Perhaps, yeah. I guess it would be big points, right? Massive point. Well, you need a blank in there, though. All right. Somebody has way too much time. Like, you imagine looking, figuring that out, going through all the words in the English language. Right. <laughs> Somebody's not getting laid. <laughs> it's probably, probably a bookkeeper. Probably. <laughs> Stop signs were originally yellow. Red didn't come to be the standard color until 1954. Right. Well, I think they say yellow is the, the most quickly discernible color. Mm. Like, that's why school buses are yellow, because right. you can, the eye spots it quicker. Isn't that also why, uh, what's his name, wore yellow goalie pads? There was a study done, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, right. when he had uh, yellow goalie pads in Pittsburgh, uh, an optometrist in Ottawa 
uh, wrote a letter to the Penguins saying change his pads because he'll face more shots based on the fact that a player coming down the ice would see his pads quickly and hit the net more often. Mm. Right? But he's gone back now. I think he's like bright gold pads in Minnesota. Remember the 80s hit Mickey by Tony Basil? Right. Oh, Mickey. Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. She dressed as a high school cheerleader in that video, but she was 39 years old when Mickey was released. She's 78 now. Britney's version a little more popular, I think. <laughs> yes, it was. The guy who invented the Keurig uh, coffee system, uh-huh. uh huh, he sold his stake in that company for 50 grand in 1997. Oh, what do you think goodness. that's worth now? <laughs> it doesn't come up over. Right, no. Anybody want a coffee? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> no. We don't sell coffee in this house. <laughs> or tea. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, he says he regrets uh, inventing the machine in the first place because the little cups are terrible for the environment and the machines are way too expensive. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they... yeah, you thought the coffee was bitter. <laughs> 80% of cars sold in Europe are still stick shift. Here it's only 1%. Oh, wow. yeah, I think you'd have to, even, even the sports cars now, mm-hmm. right? Really, the new Vets, I, I don't even know if you can, you can probably get them in stick, but I don't know if that's the first option Do you anymore. Imagine? I remember working when I worked at uh, Park and Fly out there at the airport, and uh, a Porsche or a high-end sports car would come in. He'd be so excited to drive it, and you get in, and it was automatic. Yeah. Like what is, who who buys a Porsche and puts well, it into drive? Now they're all paddle shift, right? right like yeah. it's on the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. I drove a standard, uh, a stick, up until my mid to late thirties. Right, same here. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, and when I went to England, I we rented and we rented a. I don't think we can even get an automatic. I had a hard time finding an automatic in Italy. Right, so I had to drive stick with the you know, left hand shifting, and I kept going from first to fourth because mm. I pull and when I pulled back, it was towards my body. And, I'm sure, I'm sure. What was that smell? Mm, the clutch. <laughs> it's a rental. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, I remember in Italy, uh, one of Maria's cousins, we were going out to dinner, and he said he would uh, drive. He drove our rental. He had a hell of a time. He had never driven automatic. I didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do. He hammered the brake. <laughs> yeah. He thought it was the clutch. We almost all went through the window. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I Somebody texted earlier and said I should have got a, a stick when I was in Italy. That way I wouldn't have gotten so many speeding it's tickets. True. You never would have gotten the fourth gear. Probably. And I guess they say one of the reasons why so many cars in Europe are standard is because it's so hilly. Like you would yes. kill an automatic transmission. Um, the U.S. Canada border, longest international border in the world. I think we all know that. Yeah, the land border, yeah. yeah. It's illegal to use a pun in advertising in China. The government thinks puns and other wordplay can lead to a cultural and linguistic chaos. <laughs> Seems like such a fun place. It does. And ladies, ladies, if you got a big butt, you might give birth to a small, smarter child. <laughs> really? Yeah, supposedly the extra omega-3 fatty acids that are stored down there help their baby's brain develop. Oh, look at that. Sir Mix-a-Lot was right. Some genius Kardashians are coming down the aisle. <laughs> I guess having a big butt is an ass. Uh, Rock Mornings with with Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.